ほーれほー Hey guys, we are back with episode 20.Yeah,、um, we've made it this far, which is kind of ridiculous. But I'm gonna jump right in this because I'm kind of annoyed that I was doing this whole episode and it wasn't recording. So, yeah.、Um, so, five months in. 20 episodes, we're riding, we're, we're,、uh, we're on to the next and bigger things.、Um, but I do want to start this off that it actually is valid because. Now, let me wet my beak. Ah, Briss T, please be a sponsor. <clears throat> I drink so much of this shit.、Um, so,、uh, my uncle Junior, who I talked about a few weeks back,、um, Unfortunately, passed away. He's no longer with us.、Um, you know, it's really sad because he's a great guy, but I'm doing okay because I've seen it coming. You kind of make be. Like, you kind of, you know, come to terms with these things early on. I think that's why the diva thing didn't have as much effect on me because I came to terms with it weeks before I thought she was going to die, and I ended up having a little more time with her. Um, and I'm really happy that, you know, me and him got back into touch again. He's a great dad, and, you know, I always cherish the memories I had with him.、Um, so, and just, you know, I'm not one of these, you know, send the prayers out to everyone and to the family because that's not, you know, if that's something you do, please send them their way.、Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, buddy, to everyone, or buddy, but I'm sorry to everyone that just, you know, To everyone that I know and care and love about, that you know what they're dealing with, especially my cousin Natalie, because that's, who that's his daughter. So,、um, so yeah, rest in peace, buddy. And,、uh, thanks for everything. So, this episode is going to be about my father. Well, I shouldn't say that. It, how I become a man now. What, what's led up to this and all the father figures that have come along my way. And we obviously have to start with my dad because, well, he brought me into this world.、It、makes the most sense, right? I mean, I could do it at the end, but, you know, let's just do him right away.、Um, I do, I do want to say it's a happy ending to this part. I mean, not a happy ending, but a, a good ending. So this isn't an episode where I'm just going to crap on my dad.、Um, Because he does listen, and it's not fair anyway. Because I have a voice and I can just tell people stuff. And, and so that's not what this is. I'm going to say some things that he might not like, but in the end, I'm not, I'm, it's going to be positive. And then I'll get to a few other people, and we'll get the hell out of here. Alrighty. So, oh, I do want to say I got this new mic, and people are like, another one? Yes, another one. This one's the Blue Yeti Nano. I'm gonna put a picture of this bitch up on YouTube because he is sexy.、Um, yeah, this is hefty. Heavy duty.、Um, but the other one, I'm, I'm gonna still use more for portable stuff. I'm gonna keep that around and for interviews when I'm like, out and about doing that with some people.、Um, so, yeah, guys. Alright, so.、Um, you know. Before the divorce, my mom and dad, you know, and I, we had a, you know, there w a s problems. You know, I remember nights of just 
my dad doing whatever the hell he wanted to do and my mom just being upset and crying and, and mad and you could feel the tension in the house and, you know, wasn't good. But a lot of times, especially before I got sick, you know, the house was, you know, we were a decent family. We had a nice house. Um, and, you know, I, I really did have equal affection for, for both. Um, especially when you're really young. And, of course, I was four when the disease happened. Um, and, of course, that brought a lot of gifts on both ends. But, you know, I'm not going to go complete into details because it's other people's business. But there was some infidelity in my mom's end. But that still didn't make me, you know, com- again, I was too young to even understand or care. And my dad did enough that kind of would, like, sway me still in my mom's direction anyway. Um, but... You know, when that happened, it was very hard on me, but they did a pretty good job of kind of making it work. Um, And, you know, my mom ended up moving away and going to Philly, and my sister's dad is who she moved in with, and, um, you know, there was a lot of unfortunate like really nasty things my dad would call and say to him you know being Spanish and all that and it's I was always a person that really wanted to everyone to get along even if it wasn't possible and you know I it's what I wanted doesn't mean that's what I was gonna get so you know I do remember the time that we moved into an apartment down there. And my dad and my sister's dad, my mom and, and, and whoever else was there, everyone got along. Now, they did that in front of me. Now, regardless of what it was like outside or whatever, they got everyone got along. Uh, I remember there would be like a mattress against the wall that my mom would sleep on. And behind it, I just I would just sit behind it. And everybody would just peek their head and wave to me and say hi. And, um, but I know that was very hard on my dad and... and you know, as far as moving me into another person's house and moving my mother away and then, you know, not only getting, you know, some time with me. Um, but again, we still had a pretty good relationship. You know, this is all after I was sick, but still not a whole lot has happened other than obviously the traumatic, that's traumatic things that set everything off. And now I'm in another city, um... You know, I knew my sister's father because he would, you know, poke his head in a lot and give me stuff from the gift shop and all that. But I didn't know him like that. Um, and, of course, at the time, I'm not looking for another father or anything like that. So, but, you know, whatever. My mom fa- loves who she loves. Um, but I was still very close to my father. And, you know, you know, he taught me a lot of good lessons as well. Like, you know, all the crazy shit that happens now. I don't use guns. Now, that's not what he taught me. He taught me to just, you know, respect weapons and to never play with them. And they're not toys. And, you know, he would leave guns out on the cabinet. He had a big, you know, gun uh, gun closet or gun cabinet or whatever you want to call it, gun cabinet. And it would be locked up or whatever. But once in a while, he would sit out a pistol unloaded and just sit it there and just, like, kind of, you know, whatever, be on the coffee table. And he wouldn't tell me he would do it. And then I'd run out and tell him there's a gun there and, you know, you forgot to put one away. And it was just a test. Uh, you know, some people might think it's unorthodox, but 
it was a test nonetheless, and, and I would always pass because he taught me to always respect that, and I did. I To this day, I, I mean, I don't... There's another reason. I don't have guns. I mean, it's harder to get guns, but for someone like me. But, you know, pass down. Everyone can kind of get them nowadays. But he... Or, um, but the reason why I don't have any guns because I know I'd blow my head off. Maybe not this second, but I mean, in some of my worst days, if I had a weapon, yeah, I'd be donezo. Um, yeah, I keep knives and stuff, but it's more for protection. Um, and of course, knives have, you know, different utilities. I keep a Leatherman on me, which is like a multi-tool. It has pliers and scissors and a knife. And I carry that ever with me. It's in my pocket right now, or clipped onto my pocket. You know, and I, you know, of course, use knives to cut up meat and, and so on and so on. So knives serve a bigger purpose, um, and I love using knives. Uh, and again, you want to kill yourself, a knife is not the thing to use. I mean, you can use it. It's very effective, especially these really high-quality knives that I buy. But you really got to man up for that. Gun is kind of much quicker now. It's also, uh, you could mess up and still be alive again i don't want to get into this because this is very i just not make this crazy dark but that's the reason why i don't have guns but i'm also but he also taught me lessons on you know to respect that and i still do to this day <clears throat> and uh you know and again he wasn't a terrible father like he never abused me and and you know physically he never uh you know molested me or anything like that but i do have moments where he was just you know, there's times he would drink a little too much, and he would be a little too aggressive verbally, and he would get a little out of his mind. You know, I remember one of the moments that sink that sinked really in my head that I still remember to this day is we were in a, a bar called Jack's, which is uh, no longer open, so I can mention it. But I remember again, I talked about being in school, and I would, you know, go to the bathroom by myself because the teachers wouldn't just let me sit in, and they wouldn't take care of me. And some, you know, there was a lot of abuse with that. And so I remember one time I just not saying anything and I just was afraid. I don't, I don't know what it was. I just was afraid to go to the bathroom. I was afraid to say anything. And then he, I just went on myself and my dad was so pissed and he took me to the bathroom in this bar and instead of just kind of taking him off or what, he just didn't want to touch it. And so he just took his knife out and just cut him off of me and he was cursing and fuck this. And, and, and you know, again, that had a lasting effect. Was it the worst thing he could do? No. But it wasn't a great idea either. Um, and so when the divorce stuff comes around, you think about these things. Some things get triggered. So And, you know, there was a moment where I'm, I'm in, you know, the house and he's just kind of drunk. And I don't know what is bothering him. I don't know the stuff in the mom. But I remember him just cursing and yelling. And, and, you know, he was just way too aggressive for someone who's like eight. Uh, because, you know, I, I'm going back and forth. And they're both kind of trying to buy my love in some ways. You know, giving me affection, but also saying, here's any toy you want. And, and I didn't, you know, back then my toys meant everything, as I've discussed before. So I'd take them with me. You know, I'd take some of my toys back and forth. And my dad didn't want me to take any of my toys there because he bought them. And he's like, I don't want them getting lost or, you know, forgotten about down there. And we can play Spider-Man and all this. And, um and again, like I said, I, you know, my dad would, you know, he found this one really nice girl who had these two daughters and, and they had a really nice, they had a pool and a dog and then, um, and we'd watch cartoons on the Saturday and Saturdays and we, um, 
you know, and we would just do a lot of fun activities. And, you know, we had a, um, I mean, I had the most, probably the most fun uh, birthday party I ever had. Where we had a haunted house theme and they had like really nice yard and, and just all these cool little guys that were little like uh, decorations and things. And it was just a cool time. So like I said, I can't sit here and just have this shit fest where I just, you know, I'm clapping at my dad because that's not, that's not what it is. Um, but I have to address all of it. So when it comes to when the divorce happened, you know, it was me, my mom and her lawyer showed up. Well, me and her showed up and the lawyer was there and then my dad and his lawyer were there. We sat down and there was some discussing and and the judge and everybody did not want this to, to go through. Because it was probably going to be a very, probably not a long case, but a very bitter and just angered, frustrated case. And they didn't want me to go through something like that because of everything I had already been through. So they basically made the two lawyers and I go in a room. Uh, I'm probably about 10 at this point, maybe 11 at most, 9 at the least. And they say, where do you want to go? And I said, my mom. Um, because I, that, there was there were some phone calls and my dad he would call me and say, hey, coming up this weekend? And I'd go, I don't want to go this weekend. And I was always afraid to tell him that because he would get so mad and would yell and curse. And it would be really frustrating and disheartening to me because I just I just didn't want to go. And, he, and then he would do those things that would trigger and it made me really not want to go. Um, and so it, it, it had a really long effect on me long-lasting effect and it, it it sucks because I don't think my dad is a bad person but those type of things scar you as a child and the fact that I still remember all this even though all some stuff I don't uh, good or bad you know my dad did all the tooth fairy things and putting toys under my pillow and you know and all that like you know I, he did good things that's you know be clear on that but when it all broke apart, you know, I, I, one thing I regret the most is not keeping in contact with a lot of other people in the family. Now, I know I was too young and all that, and I think other people should have probably reached out to me. But, you know, if you remember in all the episodes we've already been through, I didn't have time to really sit back and wonder if my dad was okay or my grandma on that side or you know, should I rehash these things? Because one, I was way too young. And two, I simply, you know, had too much on my plate. Um, and then that's, that's just what comes down to it. So things got pushed away. And I didn't have the withal and the thought process. I was too young. And, you know, my mom's not going to push me in that direction because she don't, she thinks it's not beneficial for me at all. And, and rightfully so. But, I also, you know, if I'm the man who I am today, I would have obviously made better on relationships. Even if it wasn't him, I could have kept in touch with my grandma or my Aunt Marge and all these people at that point in time. And then that would have kept him in the kind of the foreground where maybe you can kind of make amends and maybe you can see him and, and, and see all these, you know, and all these things happen. And my, you know, my, I keep in touch with my Aunt Marge now. You know, you see my Aunt Tamiko and someone who I've really only met once in my life. 
And I miss these relationships that I could have had um, or could have continued with some of them. Uh, some of my cousins and all that. And everybody went in all these directions. And it's like, you know, and then see, talking to them again, it was like, man, like, I don't know these people. And I knew them when I was a child. Uh, but the grandma one is the one that hurts me the most because I knew she was a good person. And even every, my mom and my grandma and everybody that could easily say some things about my father always said how great of a person she was. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Not crying, I promise. <clears throat> it's my allergies. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and so she, you know, she even left me some money and, you know, I never got it. But... The fact that she even did that after none of us are talking to each other. Um, and you could say, well, why didn't she reach out? Like, I'm not going to put that on her. One, she's dead. And two, I just, it's not something I want to do because she was a good person. And I think she just was respecting my dad who was, you know, it's her son. And I get it. Um, and these people, you know, they all did that. Was it right? You know, that's up to whoever wants to decide that. But I don't care. Um... But it was really, it, it's 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 something that well, you know, I think about sometimes. Where I just go, man, I really wish I'd have kept in touch with her. Um, and that sucks, you know. Uh, and you know, me and my dad have tried to rehash it multiple times. Um, you know, I, we had a conversation a couple years. You know, not a couple. It's probably about seven years now, six years. I still live in Philly, and. Uh, and maybe even eight now. I don't know. So much time passes, guys. I don't know what's what anymore. Um, and we were talking, and it was going in a nice direction. And we were over time, we were just getting to know each other again. And it was fun. You know, I enjoyed it. I looked forward to doing it. You know, maybe I don't know, a couple times a month. Sorry guys, so play with this mic. There we go. I muted the mic just so I can get all this mucus out. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway, so you know we were we were doing we were doing well, but then the argument between my dad and I happened where he I don't even know how we got to it, but he was really mad. He was bringing up the infidelity stuff and he was bringing up and he was kind of going after my mom. And it was something that you cannot do with me at this at this point in time. Now I'm in my, my late 20s or mid 20s. And it's like it's not something you're going to come at me with. My mom has done way too much for me. That's not going to fly in my direction. Like you want to shit on her in your own time. Go ahead. Just not in my face or my ears. Since this is on the phone. Um. And he kept kind of, he wouldn't, I told him to get off it, and he wouldn't, and he kind of kept doing it. Um, and I told him I didn't give a shit about that. Like, okay, she cheated on you, she did this, that, that isn't my problem. It's not something that affects our relationship. Yeah, okay, I moved, it got, it moved me to Philly, and these, but we're talking about the here and now, and we're gonna, we're trying to hash this out, and he just kept kind of going at it, and then he said the trigger thing, and I don't want to quote him because I don't know the exact words, but he was something to the effect like, oh, you're like your good old dad, like you're a fighter. Um, and, you know, we all kind of have our enemies in our head. I remember one day being in therapy and my therapist at the time brought up my dad and I just went on a tangent. It was like, whoa, where did that come from? Should have brought this up months ago. 
and I just was trashing them and saying all these things. And so, you know, and again, like I said, we all kind of have this enemy in our head that can kind of get us fired up, whether it's an athlete that does it or, you know, Michael Jordan used to do that all the time. But he would just look at the person physically in the face and say, that's my enemy. But, I mean, we have these enemies in our head that can get us going, whether it's through work or whatever it is. Get you through the day or get you fired up. And he was my enemy, whether I knew it or not, whether I wanted to admit it or, or even think about. And so when when he said this, you know, you're like your good old dad, you know, you're a fighter. I'm like, I am fucking nothing like you. And it got really personal. Mom kind of came around and wondered why I was screaming, yelling. and I let her hear some of it. Um, and it got very, very uncomfortable because I'm saying, go fuck yourself. You're nothing like me. And, you know, I'm a fighter and, and it's not in my gene pool from you. And then it, it got really bad. Because it was like, you haven't been around for God knows how long. You know, you're, I've done this, a lot of this on my own. And, you know, and again, whether everything I said was 100% valid, I think most of it was, but there was some stuff I just want to add him for. Because it was years and years of built up frustration. (laughs) And you'll hear this this one more person down the road, I do the same thing. Um... But he didn't deserve all that. And it's something I I do feel sorry for. But, you know, I I think, you know, we've been talking more lately. And we had a conversation. I was sitting outside my apartment and we're just talking. And I was about to leave. So I'm waiting for my ride. And, you know, he was kind of saying all his regrets and what he feels. And and he knew he messed up on a lot of areas. And it made a lot. It made made, made sense. But it also made me really realize and, and kind of get over some of the anger I had towards him. And it freed some things up. And again, you get older and he's he's got a lot of health issues and of course I'm sympathetic to that. And I and I, you know, I it's, you never want anything bad to happen to anybody. No matter how much I whether I want to deny it, not that I do, but no matter how much in my head I try to go, ah, fuck my dad, he's not important. He's not he brought me into this world and it's something I have to come to terms with. And it's like I don't want to see the person die. And I want him to try to you know, have some fulfilling relationship with me before he kicks the bucket, before I kick the bucket. I mean, I can go before him. You know, anything can happen nowadays. So, um, you know, and I, of course, Corona slows all this stuff down, but it's like you want you want to go down. I want to be able to go down. He lives in New York, and maybe we can hang out. Again, we'll never be father and son. I think too much has happened in the past, but we could be close. We could be really good friends. Um and I think he'll take whatever he can get at this point. But, I mean, again, like I said, it doesn't mean we can't be close. Um, and so, like I said, I don't think he's a bad person. I don't I don't hold a grudge anymore. I don't hold this disdain and anger for him. We're just friends. And, and it's way better than what it used to be, trust me. Uh, even the sound of his voice would just piss me off or make me sad. And that's not, that's not it at all anymore. I'm the one that seeks him out and calls him and... Says, hey, what's going on? And, you know, you know, he's the one that got me onto Miko's number and all that. And so, you know, everything's peachy in, in the way that it can be peachy. Um, and, you know, I'll probably come back to him. But going back, you know, going back to my sister's father, who was the next runner-up, uh, Lee, who I, I'm, I'm very, 
close with and still talk to to this day, and he's a fan of the podcast, so it's weird I'm talking about these people because they listen. Um, but he came in at a good time because he came in when the dad thing fell off, and he really was a good stepdad, and he did teach me a lot of lessons, and of course I was around different cultures, and you know, he, he made me think of, see things a little differently with different colors of people, and um, you know, there was a true... People are going to wonder if, if you hear this humming noise. I don't... I think it's my fridge. So I'm going to try to talk over it. So sorry, guys. Um, but when it comes to him, like, he really was a good guy. Um, and, you know, he had his shortcomings and, and frustrations as well. Um, and I think he was battling the stuff with my sister and, and trying to... He really didn't teach... He treated me like a son. Like, he didn't treat me like I was just this, like other child that my mom had um and sometimes he was better to me than he was to my sister in in some regards because my sister was a little more promiscuous and and just constantly trying to get into the the worst things possible where I just was trying to do good you know I made mistakes along the way but it was just confusion and, and just me um just again so much damage has happened to a person it's hard to just know what direction you're going um and he you know he was there for some of the six though because like i said he's the security guard of the hospital that i was in so um and you know we had a falling out of just arguing over just really dumb bickery bullshit and i think one of his biggest problems was that he sometimes can i don't want to say bipolar but he he's a guy sometimes he you don't know what emotion you're gonna get out of him and again who knows it could be some childhood stuff could be whatever but he He's not afraid to cut you off sometimes, and he can push you away. And it's like, if you don't make the first move, you're probably not going to get that. You're not going to get an apology. You're not going to get a relationship. And it sucks because I didn't want that because I saw what happened with my dad, and then it was like I kind of wanted him and I to make up, but we never did. And then there was like little times on my sister's graduation or little things that we just kind of hung out. And we saw each other and gave each other a hug and a handshake. And it was nothing but love and, and pleasantries. Um, and he, you know, I remember one time I, he came up. I was sitting outside. And again, I, it was times when I, it was like after Lori died and I was still going through my depression. And, and he came up to me and I was sitting outside and he was going to pick my sister up to go sleep, uh, sleep at his house. And he just said, hey, do you want to spend the night? And I didn't even think about it. And I just ran and was like, eh, sure, why not? And I don't even know why because I still didn't have a relationship with him. It wasn't, but I wasn't holding a grudge against him either. I was just like, eh, why not? And I don't even know why. I, I still to this day don't know why I did it. We did and, you know, we hung out and talked and, you know, it was a fun night. And it, it was cool. Um, I remember one of the awkward moments of, you know, him and my mom broke up. And he was staying in Delaware for a while, which I really liked that house. It was a small little place, but it was really nice atmosphere. And uh, Delaware's, it's it's one of those, like, who gives a shit states. But, you know, there's some good people there. Uh, a lot of drunks. <laughs> but, you know, you can say that about pretty much anywhere. Um, but anyway, so I remember the one time his um, my sister's grandma and my, or his mother, died and we went to the funeral and it was it was kind of a ghetto shit show to be honest because it was in a weird neighborhood and it's 
you know, I'm not going to go into because there's family stuff, but uh, just crazy. It was one of the craziest funerals I've ever been to. But, you know, I was one of the only ones that was dressed up, really. Uh, and we went, and I remember it was, we walked in. There was some noise, but when we walked in, everyone got quiet because it was, no one expected me to be there. I, I'm pretty sure of anything, but it was, it was Lee, my sister, his girl at the time, and her son, and then me. So the five of us walk in, and everyone's just looking at us like, whoa, what kind of weird family is this? <laughs> and I was happy to see a lot of people, but everybody was kind of, I remember a lot of them were very, like, I remember seeing Nano, and he was kind of, like, disheveled, and everyone was kind of, like, off. Um, and I don't think it just because it was a funeral. I think it was just everybody was at a weird place in time in their life. Um, but I remember the awkwardness of that. And, like, here and there, seeing some of the people in that family. Because, like, when Lee and I fell out, and then Nana was more the one that kind of held that together for me because Nana was the one I was really close with. So when I went to his house, even though I would like to see all the other people, I was mainly there just to spend time with him. Um, He was the one I always had over my house, mostly. And um, so when him and I fell out, it was like, shit. And then Lee, and then so I really, like... The whole family went with that. Um, so the Spanish side of my family was also gone. Um, and it's not like, and I, and it, you know, and then the mom side of my family, like, I wasn't close with a lot of them even. Some, but not all. Um, and so, like, again, it puts me into this bubble. And it's like, well, I felt like I used to say I was alienated from, like, three families. And I wasn't necessarily, especially not with my mom's side. It's just... It felt like that because no one really knew me. And there was like once in a while I'd go to a family reunion. And everyone was like, oh, you're like 20 and or you're like 18. And I'm like, no, I'm 25. And no, I didn't just graduate high school. Yes, I graduated in 08. And it's fucking, you know, 2014 or whatever. And it's like you get frustrated because no one knows you. No one tried to reach out and, and care. And it sucked. Um so then when the Spanish side of the family went too, it was almost like my last straw because I lost everybody. Um, and of course, Nano, who's also, I wouldn't say a father figure, but more like an older brother, um, who was someone I really needed definitely during when I was young to look out for me, but also um, just have another male figure just to bond and, and you know play off of. And, you know, and I see what he has become as a man and as a father and he's, you know, husband and all that. He's great. Um, as I said before, I'm very proud of him. Um, but, you know, when all that went, it really destroyed me because I don't, it's like everybody just leaves me and I never really had a, you know, even at least me and the lead thing was kind of an argument. But like everybody kind of went their separate ways. And I think that even going back to my dad, there was a part of me that kind of wanted him to make the right effort and have the right tone and say the right things to where it's like, okay, I can just still go back and forth. But he never did. Um, he still was like harboring this anger towards my mom and everything that happened that he kind of um, displayed it on me or projected it, I should say, on me. And it became this, you know, way of just like, I never wanted to go back then. He never gave me a reason to want to go back to him. Um, and, you know, when it came to Lee, like, you know, I still love the guy. I'm, I'm happy he's doing well and, and you know, and, and he's a good guy. And, and, you know, I will always have love for him. And, you know, like I said, it, it's 
there's nothing bad I could say about him. You know, we had our little bullshit, and I remember we talked a couple of years ago where we kind of made up and just talked on the phone just as seeing how he was doing and um, to kind of officially get it out of the way. And, you know, and he kept asking about me, and I was just like, screw it, I want to see how he's doing. And then she sent him the podcast, and little by little we just kind of talked. And, um, you know, I did the racial episode, and we talked about that and just because, you know, I talk a lot about his family and all. So, you know, like I said, he made me feel very welcome into another family that I you know, easily couldn't have been uh, or shouldn't have been or however you want to put it. Um, so, um, you know, then there's my uncle. Um, this one's a lot shorter because, look, my uncle, let's, let's break it all down. He's, a, he's an amazing cop. You know, what he does... Be very respected, um, and I think he, you know, like I said, he's a very hard worker. He has a lot of great qualities, and one of the things he's not—he doesn't know how to talk to people. He kind of has that very sarcastic, shitty cop. That a lot of cops have, and yeah, they see things and things happen. I get it. But I'm also a person who has seen things, done things, been around things. And not all the same things, but some of it. Um, and so he, you know, he used to pick on me a lot. And not completely malicious, but he, he always did my whole life. And one of the things I will give him credit for, like, he never treated me very differently when it comes to my eyes. Like, I always appreciated that about him. But I really do only have a couple great moments with him. I remember one time just sitting on the floor and I was playing, you know, when I was really playing video games. I was playing Madden, God knows what year. I think it was the year McNabb was on the cover. So for all you out there, Google it. Or you, I'm sure you know. Um, and he watched me play a whole game and so on. And it was just me playing the computer or whatever. Uh, I probably won like 130 or 10 or whatever. But, you know... It was a good moment. He sat on the floor and watched me the whole game. <laughs> and I remember how great that was. Um, I remember, you know, we, we forgot my sister's gift. Uh, where, where was it? Oh, yeah, he forgot my sister's uh, Christmas gift. And he would just, he was like, oh, you want to go ride back to the house? Which was probably about 15, 20 minutes away. And I was like, okay. And then we just sat, we talked. And, you know, it was a nice ride. And I remember, but I remember always kind of being afraid of him for most of my life because he just, he would bring this energy and, but I always respected him, but I didn't really know how to like talk to him. Um, you know, I had a nice little conversation. We went to his house for Thanksgiving. It was nice. And, you know, he taught, asked me about my Mac being a laptop and just certain shows I was into and it, it was nice, but it was like, it was nice because... Sorry, guys, wetting my beak. It was nice because I got a different side of him. Because he would always bring the energy down and make it, it just would get darker when he would come in the house, my grandma's house. And I would see him maybe twice a year. And I never wanted to seem ungrateful, but it seemed like every time he got me a Christmas gift, like he just, he never put any thought into it. I mean, even one year he got me a Christmas gift, he got me a Cowboys hat. And this was the time when like all my cousins were Cowboys fans and, I wasn't even an Eagles fan. I just hated the Cowboys, and there's just something I just hated. And his Christmas gift to me was a Cowboys hat. 
And it's like, that's fine, but your Christmas gift is a joke. Like, you didn't even, like, put any thought into, like, something I would really like. Um, and again, it's not, it's not to be ungrateful for someone getting you stuff, because anybody gets you anything is nice. But it was like, it was always kind of a joke, and he never would get me anything that, like, I was ever interested in or anything. Eventually, he started getting jerseys, and then I'd make a request or something, or I wanted handcuffs, or, or you know, he gave me his badge one year or whatever. But he never really put much thought, for, especially for the longest, on what to get me or my sister. Um, and it was just like, like it, it was just the, the thought that counts, but it was, it was the care that he put into it. And he would always pick at me and always say these things like, oh, especially the wigger thing, which I addressed before in the racial episode. But I'd, he would do that. And again, there was a phase where I was wearing too baggy of clothes and I was, you know, trying to go a certain direction. But that really wasn't what I was. It's just I was trying to find my identity. And he just, anything that was different from just redneck culture around here is like, oh, you're that. Um... And it's like, you're not to demean the redneck culture, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it, you, you only see one side of something, and then, you know, he's used to arresting a lot of black people, and, and it, you know, he sees them with their pants down and all these things, and so he has an image in his head that he doesn't like, and then he sees me kind of imitating it to a certain extent, so it's like, oh, that's what you are. But, again... You don't have to inform yourself all the time, but when you're talking to your nephew, you know, try. And I would say, hey, yeah, that's not who I am. Blah, blah, blah. I kind of try to make fun of everything I said and did. And sometimes he would start arguments with me. Like, he thought it would be fun to start an argument about... Or one time we got an argument about The Wire, the show. And I said how good it was. And he would shit on it, but he didn't even see it. But I just... I don't know why I let him dig at me. Um, and we just had this, like, 25-minute argument. Maybe not that long. 15, 20 minute argument of just saying how great the wire is. Even, oh, how do you know it's good? Blah, blah. And it just, it went nowhere. And I know he was trying to have fun. And again, that stuff's fun. That stuff guys do is stuff we do with people we care about. I do it all the time. But I also make sure those people know I love them and care about them. Um, you know, and sometimes I feel bad. Even like sometimes I tease Julia and I love her to death. And sometimes I tease her and it's like, you know, I don't want her to think that I ever really mean any of that shit. I just pick on her just because it's like, well, it's how we get through life. It's kind of our dark way. But I, I always tell her that I care and, and you know, and so on. Uh, and with all my friends, um, even Tommy, like I see him, I work with him, my supervisor. But I, you know, we just, we're just silly. And I, I tease him all the time. But he knows I love him. I tell him, this is all out of love. Because if I didn't love you or care about you, I wouldn't even talk to you. I probably would, I would just talk around you or I would talk to you, but in small doses. Um, yeah, and so, you know, my uncle one time said to me, he said, I'm the only father figure you have. I don't know what the conversation was, but that's how we ended up. And I said, you know, you're not, like, I I don't know what I, I don't remember what, what I retorted, but I, in my head, I was like, well, he's kind of right. Even if it wasn't the greatest representation of what a father figure could be, it was more than what I had, at least at that moment. And, you know, he said that, and he was right. And so, you know, fast forward a few years, maybe a year, 
two at most. Um, I'm sorry, guys. My allergies are shot. I don't know why. I guess just because it's warm. It's 73 degrees today, and it's just whatever. Stupid plants. Campaign. Fuck the plants. Um. And, and so we're we're sitting down for. I think Christmas or Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving actually, because I remember. Again, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I remember seeing him later in that year, and it was awkward. But anyway, so yes, yeah, we'll just say Thanksgiving dinner. Go with that, okay? Okay. So we're eating turkey dinner and all that. And no, that doesn't narrow it down to Thanksgiving, guys, because my grandma also has Thanksgiving turkey or uh, Christmas turkey. So yeah. So ha. Uh, so anyway, so we're sitting down. We're talking. He's he's been picking at me about little shit off and on the whole day and I'm trying to remember what the theme was but oh, he, and he keeps saying the same kind of repetitive joke of you know he just retired from being a cop and so now he's on a fixed income and then you know whatever I didn't care and he kept picking at me picking at me and I just let it go and then he brought up he said some joke to the effect of you know I'm on a fixed income. We all can't just be on Social Security. And see, you can't say that shit to me. Because I never asked for this. I never wanted this. And there's too many damn people I care about that are in the same place. People that listen to this that I don't even know. Never wanted this. Um, and he, he was going, he, he went deeper into it. And then he, he got into the effect of, you know, you know, you don't do enough for your grandma, and it's like, oh, well, over the last 20 years, what, or, you know, in the 60 years you've known her, how many times have you done anything for her, and it got, it just became this personal battle, where it's like, no one loves my grandma more than I do, and you don't know what I have and haven't done, and, and blah, blah, and it got, it just got so personal, and, and it ended up with me flipping him off and telling him to go fuck himself, and, you know, there, there was conversations had up to him and my grandma, and my grandma, you know, She's 88, she's super sensitive, and, you know, I apologize to her, because she's the only person I, it was her, mom, and my Uncle Ron, and me, and we, so, and I don't, I don't feel like I have to apologize to my aunt, I don't feel like I have to apologize to him, to her I did, um, because if she wasn't there, it probably would have gotten worse, but if, it, I just wish she wasn't there for that. But it was 20-some years, you know, 27 years, I think, at the time of just all the shit he used to pick on me about and all the things anyone's ever done to me, but especially him. And I got tired of it. And it's just like, can you ever say anything nice? Can you ever just be an uncle? And Because I remember when he said what he said about the social security, I said, this is why you're an asshole. And I remember, like, I, I didn't have a filter. It just flew out of my mouth. Like, I wasn't going to say that. And I said it, and then it just, at that point, you can't take that back. So now you're going back and forth, and I'm just like, you you don't get it. Like, I have two good memories with you. You you never have been attentive or caring to me at all. Like, when's the last time you ever just been nice to me? Um, And I was just pissed and hurt and frustrated, and I was just boiling. 
and and then he went with the stuff with my grandma and it's like you don't you you hit the two sensitive parts in my whole goddamn body like the two things you can hit you hit in one conversation and it's like don't go there don't compare track records with her don't talk about social security because it's something i never ever wanted to be on and the only reason I'm still on it is because no one wants people like me. Um, for the most part. Um, and so, you know, and it ended up, I told him to go fuck himself. And I flipped him off and all that. And I went upstairs. And then he just left. And I think I got a text message from my aunt at some point. And I said, don't worry, he'll come around. Well, we're, we're five years from that. I'm 32 now. Uh, <clears throat> and, um... You know, we ended up having a Christmas dinner that year. And it was the most awkward dinner I've ever had in my entire life. We didn't look at each other. We didn't say anything to each other. Me and my aunt talked a little bit. But we didn't interact at all. Anytime we're in the same vicinity, we don't even talk to each other. Um, and oh, what I was alluding to earlier is my ma or my grandma, uh, I think he got her something for her birthday or Mother's Day or something. So they met up and had lunch together. And she came out and asked him and I know because she told me you know how can we repair this and he said oh it's easy all he has to do is apologize to me and on Deb and I'm like that shit isn't happening because that's the problem he only sees himself as Mr. Perfect and not wrong it is never wrong and in reality he only cares about himself and her he don't care about anyone else and if he did, he would have he would have reached out a while ago. And he's the only one I don't care to ever reach out to. Can it be fixed? Maybe. I'm willing to sit down with anybody. So any 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 people who still thinks I'm an enemy, reach out. Um, but yeah, no, he, you know, and I've made amends with all of them. My dad, and again, all the people that I made amends: my cousin Nano, Lee, my dad. Um, any ex-girlfriend or any anybody that I made amends with over the years, whether it's mutual, their fault, my fault, whatever, it's it's done. And they're all way more important to me. And yeah, I want to love my uncle and I want to have him in my life. But you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to play this game anymore. I'm not going to just come down to his level and say, okay, I'm sorry. Because you know what? I'm not sorry for what I said. That's 27 years of me just getting tired of the picking. Um, that would that that's me just frustrated. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. Respect me or leave me the fuck alone. That's how I feel. I don't want to beef with anybody. I want to just be left alone and loved and cared about and and you know and so on. I I don't want any problems with anyone. I don't. But I'm not gonna take anyone's shit anymore. You know I've lashed out at. These people, because I'm tired, man. I don't want to lose any more people to death or to just betrayal or anything. I just want anyone who wants to be around, but I'm not going to have any hanger honors and I'm not going to just have people just there just to be there. Fuck that. No more of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm cursing a lot, but you know what? So be it. It's important to me. Uh, you guys wanted this stuff, so here you go. Um,. Yeah, I'm not trying to make this a sad episode or a, a pissed off, bitter type of episode. I'm just saying how this stuff happens. 
I have no need to just leave out. If I leave anything out, it's only just because my mind is fried. Um, but yeah, and I know if I sit down with him, he automatically thinks he was right and I'm wrong. And it's like, look, I do think you're an asshole. I don't think you're the greatest uncle. Those things I still feel taking anger or, or, or sadness out of the equation. I still feel that. So if I'm apologizing, excuse me, if I'm apologizing, it's only to say I'm sorry that I cursed so much or I'm sorry that I flipped you off or I'm sorry that I cursed in front of your wife. But other than that, there's no I'm sorry for really what I said because I really meant all that and I still mean all that. And so, you know, we, we circle around to where I'm at now and it's like, well, how the hell do you get to be where you're at? Well, I had a great mother. I had a great grandmother. I'm developing these great friends. And I will say Tommy is, is a good father figure in my life. I will say that. Like he's probably the most positive one I've had right off the bat and continuously because he's just a great guy. And I feel some bad sometimes I pick on him so much because he really is a good person. And he does, you know, he doesn't, tr- I don't think he, tr- I don't know. I mean, he, he tries in some ways, I guess. But he he's not like, thinking I'm looking for a father figure or anything like that. He's just a good guy, and he's just around. Um, But, I mean, a lot of the things that I am, whether it's my manners, um, my respect for people or whatever, a lot of that, even my mom and grandma, like, I have better manners than my grandmother. I try to teach her those things, you know? She don't care. She's farting in public, doesn't give a shit. (laughs) You know, it's, it's things that, I teach, I taught myself. I think I, I used these people in the sense of, you know, I even say like there's great qualities about my grandma and there's qualities I don't like or, or my mother or whatever. And I take all the good qualities of all the people like chameleon and I take all these things and I adapt them to my philosophy and how I live my life. And then that's it. And, and, and mold me into what I am today. Um, Am I the greatest person in the world? No. Um, am I a good man? I think so. Um, severely damaged. and I don't always make all the right choices, but I try. You know, I've said before, like, it's, it's all about intent, and I, my intentions are always good. I try not to let the anger overtake me. I try because I have my father's anger that in me. I have the... Um, you know, I have the up and down emotion stuff that I got even with Lee. And, and, and I have the, you know, wanting to just cut people off like my uncle does. And, and you know, I have all of it. I have all the same from the females. And I will be doing that one as well. But I have all that. But I still, I'm still standing here today and I'm still trying to better myself. Because I don't feel like I'm ever, you know, I've said before, I'm trying to get close to too perfect as possible, even though I'm going to be far from far from reaching it when it's all over with, but I'm going to try, and, you know, I'm still standing, um, and I, I don't know, I don't know if, uh, I don't know what kind of man I'll be in the future, but I like where I'm at now, um, you know? You know, and my, and my mom's had other guys in her life that have kind of, you know, been there. And, you know, rest in peace to my uh, my mom's ex-boyfriend, Steve, who died. And, you know, he was a good guy, but he wasn't the kind of guy I would like to be. Because he was kind of out of touch with certain things racially. And, and, 
you know, he would just kind of throw money and everything and all that. But he, but he did have a kind heart. He really did. And he helped take care of us and paid some of our bills when my mom was going to school. And, you know, he played a part. He had, you know, like I said, he was there. Um, so he played a part in the father figureness of, of, of Mr. West. Um, but yeah, actually, you know, in hindsight, I'm glad I'm doing this episode because, you know, I, I, it needs to be said, it needs to be done, it needs to get this out in the air. Because I will make, and I made amends with everyone except for my uncle. It can happen, and it sucks because so much time passes, and you just, you have, you harbor all this anger and, and hatred towards them. But, you know, you should just, we should all try to fix it. And I feel terrible because my grandma is the one thing, there's two things she wants. She wants my sister and my mom to hash their problems out, and she wants me and my uncle to hash it out. And I don't know if either are ever going to happen. Um, am I open to it? Yes, but I'm open to a sit down where we both can say what we want to say. We both can kind of come to terms that we both messed up or whatever. But I don't even think I messed up that much. And I'm and I'm not that person. I, I'm I'm very hard on myself. But, you know, I just want I just wanted an uncle. I don't want a bully. I don't want someone who just thinks they could just make fun of me my whole life. I'm tired of that shit. I'm not taking it from no one. Um so yeah. Alright guys. You know, uh any final words, you know, like I said before, just love who you love. Make sure you're there for them. Um you know, appreciate the things you do have. You know, if you had a good mom and dad in your life, you had a good, good grandparents, good friends, good whatever, good children, good whatever it is. However, you got to this point, and whoever's been around, cherish those people. Try to get over the bickering bullshit because it goes left real quick. Um, and the longer you let it go, the more, and the more you prolong the situation. The animosity and everything builds up. And then sometimes you get to a certain point where then you talk it out and it's like, some of this shit was stupid. Some of this, like, and then you miss out on a lot of things. And and then people pass on and then you don't even have, it's like you don't even have feelings for it. It's like, man, but I knew I loved that person at one point. And, you know, everyone gets sick, everyone dies, everyone, these things happen. People are dying every damn second of the day, at least, it seems. And please, like, try to fix your problems. You know, there's things I don't like about the people I love the most. You know, I told you, my grandma, she has all kind of problems. But, you know, I love her for the things I love her for. And she's been there for me. And I can never take that away. Even if I don't agree with everything she says or does. Um, or my mom or anything like that. And I, I will never forget anything anyone's ever done for me, including my father, including, you know, my stepfather and, and, you know, and anybody that's come in my life, male or female. So yeah, I'm just going to sign off here, guys. Try to be positive. Um, I know some people were worried about that one episode. Me and Rachel are talking. It's okay. Um, and you know, just how I was feeling that second of that day. So I'm okay. Um, thank you guys for uh, supporting my aunt Tamiko. She's a great woman. Um, next week I'm gonna do my friend Roxy. It's gonna be a long episode, but she's worth it. And uh, 
yeah, I will uh, see you guys on episode 21. Thanks, guys. Boy. This episode is dedicated to my Uncle Junior. Love you, buddy. Rest in peace.